Welcome to Crab Takes in Football. That's what this podcast does. I am TK, joined by Andrew Holly. Holly, how we doing, man? Uh, it's been a crazy week, man. Pretty crazy week. You know, we get our little mini buy, and and suddenly the Ravens feel like an, an almost different team than we had last week against the Bucks. Yeah, yeah, we are we are here Thursday evening, November third, one week removed from the Ravens' twenty-seven twenty-two win at the Tampa Bay Bucks, which was a really nice win. We're gonna. We'll talk about that a little bit, but since it's been about a week, uh, we're going to talk about some more recent happenings uh, around the team and look forward to Monday night as the Ravens visit the New Orleans Saints, uh, which is sure to be a pretty fun game. So, yeah, let, let's talk about the Bucks game real quick. Kind of a shaky start again, and, and you know, the defense is, is adjusting nicely to, to offenses kind of coming out strong against them. Yeah, it's uh, it was nice to see that, you know, I don't know that I totally say, I mean, the Bucks still scored 12 points in the fourth quarter, you know, so you mm-hmm. still have to go. Uh, but at that point, you know, the fact that the, the Ravens were able to score 24 points in the fourth quarter, put the game away, win the game fairly comfortably, despite the 12 points in the fourth quarter, you know, I, I think that. That was somewhat surprising based off the first half, number one, but certainly wonderful to see on the road on a Thursday night. Yeah, I didn't really expect it. Um, you know, the Ravens came out really flat in the first half, and I think that was kind of what we anticipated. I mean, short rest on the road. Um, you know, we kind of anticipated a slow start, but it looked really bad. Um, but then, you know, those 24 second half points, like you mentioned, things really got on track. I think it, it it really sucks that Mark Andrews went down. It looks like he's he'll be down for a couple of weeks, but you know it's nice to have the buy in here soon. Uh, but but the two guys that really stepped up, one of course Isaiah Likely with a huge day catching the ball and blocking, which I think he was really proud of himself for, which is good. Uh, and, and Devin Duvernay getting uh, uh, involved again. Absolutely, and and you can't can't forget Gus Edwards again. I mean, and of course we'll see what happens this week with his hamstring, but. I mean, Gus Edwards, just, just, God, I mean, having that back means so much. So hopefully, you know, he and Kenyon Drake also were just fantastic together. Uh, a nice little lightning, lightning and thunder. So um, we'll have to see what happens with, with Edwards this week. I know at this point he's still questionable with the hamstring injury, but uh, he had a, he had a nice game before he had to go out. Yeah, for sure. I think one of the biggest plays that he made uh, that kind of, you know, put me at ease a little bit about the Ravens in that game was uh, right around the Ravens' own goal line. Uh, he he shed two tacklers in the backfield and kind of kind of drove ahead for eleven yards. I don't know if you remember that uh, particular run, but you know, at, at that at that point, it, to me, it looked like you know what, man, these Bucks are they're just faster, stronger, and bigger at every spot is what it seemed like. Yeah. But then after that run, it was like okay. You know, we got some guys too. you know, let them settle in and, and yeah. let's see how this goes. But, you know, that was a huge run for sure. Uh, a lot of huge catches for Isaiah Likely getting back to that guy that we expected yeah. to be involved, you know, from the preseason. Absolutely. And then we also have to mention once again, our boy Devin DuVernay getting some rushing carries. Mm-hmm. Uh, rushing touches, I guess I should say, because obviously if he's rushing, he's getting a carry. But. Uh, but including a touchdown. So, I mean, that's 
we've had some some injuries, obviously, on the offense. We'll talk about, obviously, Mark Andrews went down. We'll see what happens this week with him. Bateman went down. Sadly, we found out today he's out for the season now with surgery. Um, so seeing Devin DuVernay being used as such a good weapon as he currently is, it's just fantastic. I want to see more of it, uh, especially if Gus Edwards ends up being out for another couple games. Um, because we're going to need the depth of running back, although we still need him at receiver, as crazy as that is to even say we should put him at running back at this point. But I guess, you know, we need to use him wherever possible and use him as a weapon at this point. He is playing out of his mind, in my opinion, and we need to keep feeding him. Right. He just needs to play offense. Like, it, yeah. I mean, not receiver, not running back, just play offense, just be, be a weapon. Um, and, and yeah, he's going to be really important. We're probably going to see. Deshaun Jackson for the first time um, Monday night uh, because of that injury to Bateman, which really sucks. Um, pretty sad about it. I know that he didn't have like the most targets and the most catches and the most yards in the world, but it just felt like the, the offense seemed to hum a little bit better with him on the field, you know, with defenses yeah. having to respect what he can do. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. Um, you know, Andrew's going down really sucks, but it's, I think it's going to really test the resolve of not just Lamar having to work with other receivers, but uh, of Greg Roman as well, you know, having to be a little creative with the play calls and, and scheming guys, uh, other guys open, yeah. um, you know, well, really, really develop some, hopefully develop some chemistry with other people for, for a nice stretch run. Absolutely. And, and you know what we're probably going to see a little bit more of, like three to four tight end sets, because now that Kolar's back, or should be back relatively soon. I'm not sure. Has he even been activated to the 53? I'm not sure. No, he's not yet. He's still in the. He's still in that 21 day window, which will likely be still, after the buy. I activated. You figure after the buy, unless we make some other move at wide receiver. I mean, that's where. You know, I mean, I hate saying that, but I mean, Bateman's touches are probably going to go to somebody like Kohler. Yeah, yeah, and and we'll see what kind of what kind of juice Deshaun Jackson has left um, because I think he's going to have to play. I mean, who else do you activate? Well, um, exactly, and I mean, do you t- really trust Robinson at this point to be? Like, you know, he actually looked pretty good on Thursday. He looks okay. I mean, yeah, look, he looked okay he will, on Thursday. And, and exactly, uh, I'm not trying to say he's terrible, but he's like a good fourth, decent third wide yeah. receiver. He's not the guy you want to be your second option at wideout. So he's just not consistent enough. And that's where, you know, whether it's just on Deshaun Jackson or someone else off the street, before we started recording, we, you know, we were, I I mentioned Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, I don't know if that's realistic or not, but, you know, I, I feel like we've got to do something. You know, I mean, the fact that Brandon Cooks, there's all this talk. I don't think he's going to get released now, but there's a lot of disgruntledness there. I mean, shoot, if he somehow was let go somehow or, like, agreed to, like, void his contract. I'm not even sure if that's a thing in the NFL. But, you know, if he was somehow able to restructure and void and get out of there, um, he would be a he would be a great ad, too. But again, that's fantasy at this point. Um, I just don't, I don't see it. It's just frustrating because here we are, we've got the offensive line clicking and Linderbaum, let's just, he's been, yeah, he was awesome. Holy crap. Some of the highlights of his downfield blocking 
it, it's so fun. I mean, that's awesome to see. So that's great. And generally, the offensive line as a whole, especially now that Stanley's back, is looking good. Ricard, we seem to have the running game getting ready to pop, despite, you know, Gus and, and JK still, you know, not quite being there. But I don't know, man. I it, It's this this offense could pop, but is it enough? We may, I mean, we'll talk about the defense now because we've got some some crazy additions coming, but it, is this offense enough? It's hard to say, you know, we, because if you look at it on the ground, right, Gus Edwards averaged six yards a carry, Kenyon Drake yeah. almost nine yards a carry, Justice Hill seven yards a carry. Yeah. You know, they're, they're I mean, the offensive line is popping. I mean, those poor Bucks, the, like the poor Bucks defense, my God, they were on the field for almost 39 minutes. In this game, uh, so you know the Ravens the essentially Ravens the game. That's crazy, right? Right, because if you look at the time of possession breakdown, which I was just looking at, uh, between the second and third quarters, the Ravens had the ball for eleven plus minutes in both of those, and then in the fourth quarter they had the ball for nine minutes, and you know that's like a defense just can't do that. So I mean. Credit credit to the offense for for really getting after it in the second half, but um yeah I mean I think a lot of the credit does go to the offensive line because they played well. He was, like really got a lot of Ronnie Stanley, which is good to see. I was just looking at his um snap count as well, and he's he's really getting close to 100. percent He's not quite there yet. Uh, he was at 80, percent but he's he's really getting close to 100 percent of those snaps. Um, so. I, it's really coming together up front. Uh, it's going to be these pass catchers that are going to definitely be under the magnifying glass. And, um, you know, as, as you know, maybe they, they sit Gus Edwards this week and give him the bye to get right uh, 100%. So it's going to be Kenyon Drake and, um, and and Justice Hill and Mike Davis probably that are going to have to shoulder yeah. that load. So, uh, you know, and, and as long as you have number eight, you have a chance. And, um I, you know, I think that's enough to beat the Saints for sure. And then once you get out of the bye, get healthy, you know, you kind of reevaluate where you're at. Yeah. I mean, I will say this, and we can probably start transitioning over to the defense. But mm-hmm. um, I, I I expect this team to be much different, especially on the defensive side of the ball after this bye. Um, I, I think it's going to do a lot. It should do a lot, both for the health of this team and for the readiness of this team. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about some of those additions. I mean, the big one uh, at the trade deadline, the the Ravens acquire Rohan Smith. Big line. Now, yeah. The downfall of the Ravens. What if it's like a a curse or something? Oh, my God. Seriously. <laughs> it's like, oh, we just traded. How could we have traded AJ Klein? Yeah. But the Ravens trade A.J. Klein, a second rounder and a fifth rounder. Is that right? To yep. acquire Roquan Smith, the, the NFL's leading tackler um, for over the however long he's been in the league. He's been one of the top linebackers, a little disgruntled in Chicago, just wants to compete and, of course, wants to get paid. And uh, he's another guy that represents himself, doesn't have an agent and um, is going to be looking for an extension after this year. So. You know, that's that's a, a bridge that you cross later on. But, I mean, he does a ton for this defense, solidifying the middle and, and kind of let I, I think it's going to be 
him and Patrick Queen next to each other. It's not going to be like a replacing kind of scenario. No. And that that uh, I think it really allows Queen to do the things that he does well and be like really aggressive blitzing and and run blitzing and 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 things like that because knowing that he has a really solid linebacker next to him. Absolutely, he's got. You know, instead of having the Josh Bynes or the LJ Fort, you know, next to him, kind of keeping him in line, as it were, we've actually got an all pro, mm-hmm. you know, guy now who's who's one of the best middle linebackers in the sport playing playing in that spot, not the, you know, retread special teamer. So, yeah, that and, and no offense to LJ Fort and Josh Bynes, but let's face it, that's what they are. And, you know, it's just Roquan's a different beast. Yeah, for sure. And he can do a little bit of everything. He can support in the run for sure. Uh, And then he he brings a lot of really good coverage ability as well. You know, maybe not strictly man to man, but, you know, a little little hook coverage and things like that. So he can cover some ground for sure. Um, You know, he's 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 proven himself to be a really effective player in the league for for several years now. So I'm very excited to see him kind of an ugly um jersey number though I i'm not sure about 18 as a linebacker yeah. i don't that's weird i don't love it i don't love it but yeah i don't you know, love maybe, it. i don't, it, it I makes don't me, like the single digit numbers either for defenders who's 18 that's, who's that like jeremy macklin brashad perriman um, dante dante stallworth i think was 18 back 18 elvis gerback was 10 oh no maybe he was 18 you, he might have been 18, but either yeah, way, I'm, I'm looking not, it up right. Not a lot. Of yeah, 18. You're right. Um, uh, yeah, and like not a not a fantastic history at the number. No. Uh, but yeah, kind of weird. Whatever. It's his yeah. his decision. I was wondering why he wasn't 58 and um, taken by Michael Pierce, who of course is on oh, our. Oh, that's sucks. right. Yeah. yeah. He would have. Been yeah, there. that's why. That's why. Yeah. 58. Right. That's, that's why. another tough one. But, um, yeah, awesome, awesome addition, um, you know, to boost this defense. I think the defense was trending positively, for sure. And now yes. with this addition, um, you know, a huge boost. Another really big boost. Also at the linebacker spot, Tyus Bowser and rookie David Ajabo activated. And I think they're both expected to play. Is that right? On Monday so. night? I believe so. Maybe not Ajabo, but the I think Bowser. Bowser. Bowser's pretty sure to play. I don't think there's any any real question about him. I think Ajabo will see. I think they're they're being coy about it, which that may mean he's playing. I mean, because they're being coy about it, but because they haven't real like they're kind of saying, well, he'll play when he's ready, you know. And he's already said that he knows the playbook, which is great. I mean, you'd think he would after you know, obviously playing at Michigan and under McDonald and you know. <laughs> not really a- being able to do much but study the playbook for the last six months or whatever it's been. Um, so you'd hope that would be the case, but I I don't know. I, I think he's going to play. I think he's going to play. That would be really cool. Uh, but I, I, I also don't uh, – I wouldn't be surprised if they just activate him to get him on the roster and then make him a uh, an inactive just to give him the buy as well. That could um, be, I guess. Um, you know, yeah. here's the real question. Who's playing special teams now for the Ravens? I mean, is I guess Bowser played special teams. 
So that, yeah. that'll be someone that will take that spot. I guess Ajabo is going to have to play special teams. Um, I'm just <laughs> thinking out loud because, like, AJ Klein out, you know, obviously whoever is, you know, whoever uh, Roquan Smith's spot is out. Now, obviously, Smith could potentially play some packages. And, of course, Malik Harrison is going to be more of a special teamer now. But it's just interesting how that little bit of a trickle down because our outside linebackers, you know, outside of a, a, a Javo, I mean, Houston's not playing specials. Nope. Um, always I not mean, playing specials this year. Probably not playing a ton of specials because you figure he's on the field a lot. I mean, not that yeah. he wouldn't necessarily maybe field goal block or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. He did play four special team snaps uh, on Thursday. Yeah. So I don't know. It's an interesting thought. You know, I mean, not that I care about losing AJ Klein, but he was a guy that was a special teamer, you know, so it's interesting to think about what, what is that trickle down, but man, Roquan, Roquan Smith changes everything. Having Tyus Bowser lining up next to him in certain packages along with queen along with Houston and Owe, and now a Javo. I mean, our linebackers have gone from, I'll say it flat out shit to suddenly we've got a pretty exciting group. Yeah, it's a really exciting group, especially because of how well Houston's been playing. He's been lights out. Yeah, um, for uh, sure, like rushing the passer. That up because I was thinking about that earlier today. He really has been absolutely amazing. You know, back-to-back sacks. Is it the last two games or just again? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just playing out of his mind. I loved some of the, the. I don't know if you saw any of the. The wired clips of him like getting fired up with Matabike. Yeah. Um, who also cool has stuff. been awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, exactly. And so is Washington. I mean, there's been some of the players we've called out recently, or I've called out recently, um, have really been stepping up. And that's great to see. Adding in, you know, some of the guy, you know, obviously the new blood with Roquan Smith, and then, you know, fresh legs with these guys coming off of IR. I mean, they're starting to cook with gas on defense, hopefully. Yeah, which is which is really cool because that was one of the major concerns um, early on in the season after a few comeback losses and um, things like that. But now, you know, we got Houston getting after the passer. I think the knockdown effect that Bowser's uh, addition has is you know we know how good he is in coverage and i think that takes away a few coverage snaps from oa um so then not only can he play a little bit less but when he does play he doesn't have to drop back into coverage as much so then that gives him more pass rush opportunities and it keeps him fresher uh theoretically yeah. So I think that is is of course you know you get Bowser back, but then you get Oway back into this role of just hunting, which is which is really good. So between him and and Houston and Ojabo, whenever we see him, whether it's this week or against the Panthers, then um, you know that's a really solid solid group at, at the outside linebacker spot. I'm really excited to see what Ojabo brings anyway because we haven't seen him in a while. We we haven't seen him in yeah. a game. Uh, we haven't really seen any of him at practice other than that funny clip of him, like, you know, hitting the, uh, uh do you know what I'm talking about? Like hit, hitting, know, hitting the, hitting the pad and like, you know, doing the look around and just like kind of a funny, 
don't think I saw that. That's I'll, I'll, I'll try to find it. I'll send it to you. But um, let's see. Yeah, I mean, that group's really good. We mentioned Matabike and Washington have been awesome. Uh, Matabike is entering that... Um, is he pricing himself out of Baltimore kind of kind of range? Um, because I think what he's shown, uh, people are going to be willing to pay for it for sure. Um, but Washington has been great. Uh, Travis Jones has been solid. So, you know, Clay Campbell was down for the game, but, you know, maybe didn't um, miss his presence as much because of how the young guys are stepping up. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty clear. I mean, I, and, and that's good. I mean, and we, mm-hmm. we need to see that. I mean, as much as as much as we value Clayus Campbell's leadership and still his play on the field, it's only he sucks or anything. I'm not trying to say that. But we want to see these young guys overtake him. Yes, exactly. And then the other two guys I've really been impressed with, Geno Stone has been awesome. I, you know, we, we both saw it coming a mile away. As soon as, as, as Williams went down, which really sucked, we were like, you know what? Geno Stone's going to earn himself a lot of money, and and I think we've been right so far because yeah. he's been really solid. You know, uh, you know, got caught up in some play action against um, uh, uh, against the Browns on some deep balls, but you know that's going to happen. But he was really solid against the Bucks, and then of course uh, the other guy is Kyle Hamilton. I think he's settled in really nicely. He's back up to over fifty percent of the snaps this past week. And I think that's probably going to be a trend that continues just getting him on the field as he gets more comfortable. He's been really good in both like man to man coverage as well as, you know, coming up and stuff in the run and rushing the passer too. Absolutely. And well, and, 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 and I know, and I haven't look, I, I'm saying this without having totally analyzed Hamilton's usage. So I might be speaking somewhat on turn with this, but the, the further depth at linebacker, it's going to be interesting to see how that impacts Hamilton's play because previously we'd want Hamilton on the field and take a linebacker off because Hamilton was obviously going to be the more talented of of the player if we if we had multiple safeties and all that on the field but at this point that might not be the case anymore you know now that you've got Bowser and you've got Roquan Smith um and you know so I think that that adds an interesting wrinkle on that end too, because that might in some respects take some of those snaps away from Hamilton. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's interesting because now all of a sudden on a defense that struggled early on, you have too many guys, (laughs) too many good players. You got to figure out uh, the best way to do it. So, I mean, that's crazy. um, We're four deep at outside linebacker. Yeah. I mean, that's just, yeah. I mean, we came into the season with two. Yeah, the thought of that is a little crazy. The thought that we have, we are legit three deep. Well, I don't know if we want to say legit, but we at least have two very legit starting linebackers or middle linebackers, I should say. I mean, that completely different. I mean, not to, I'm not trying to totally downgrade Malik Harrison, but let's face it, he wasn't starting. Um, so, yeah, man, it's a different, it's a different ball game on that side of the ball now. And yes, and, and, and like say, you said, I hope I, I, I don't want to be negative and I, I I wish Mike Mike McDonald the best, but he really I mean this defense needs to perform. We've given him the the pieces that were missing. So I I expect after this bye, I yes, I want the offense to play well, but I expect the defense to start being the defense we want them to be. Uh, yeah, I definitely think they're getting there. 
they're getting there. They're under allowing under 23 points a game, which is in the top half of the NFL. So, uh, nope, I'm looking at that wrong. Sorry, it's in it's right in the middle of the pack, probably slightly bottom half of the NFL, but it's on the way down, uh, which is nice. Um, but yeah, I agree. Right, right after the bye, like you said, you know, you finally get these guys practicing, settling in, getting some game experience. Uh, it, it's going to be really fun on the defensive side of the ball uh, again because of all these guys, and then hopefully you get Marcus Williams back, and um, you know, the, obviously that changes the defense for the better as well. So yeah, you know what? Really- I'm going to go ahead and say it. If we don't shut out the Panthers on the twentieth. I'll, I'll even say three points are fine. But anything more than three points is, like, absurd. Not a not a P.J. Walker believer? No. Well, I no. shouldn't say that. I actually saw him play live in college for USF. But Oh, yeah? That's cool. Yeah. Actually, they play they play at the Buck Stadium, so it's pretty cool. But it's weird because there's a pirate ship for the Bulls. But anyway, <laughs> um... Yeah, he's he was a pretty good player, so I like seeing him doing well in the NFL. But yeah, no, uh, we need to we need to destroy PJ Walker. Yeah, I, I think that is certainly very possible, especially coming out of the bye. Uh, you know that Harbaugh teams are always really good at after the bye. So um, yeah, very exciting things coming on both sides of the ball. Well, I don't know, especially on the defense. On the offense, we got to see because Charlie Kolar, like you said, is coming back. We're going to see Deshaun Watson, uh, Deshaun Jackson for the first time, not Deshaun Watson. Um, so, you know, we'll see what kind of juice he's got left and, and what kind of role he can play. Is he going to be just the deep threat or is he going to be able to make a difference in intermediate and uh, underneath as well? And um, what's 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 Roman got in store for Devin DuVernay and uh, and, you know, scheming open some of these wideouts, you know. Finally got uh, James Prochet a little involved uh, yeah. on, on a couple of catches, which is nice to see. Um, but, you know, as much as I love James Prochet, he just must not, you know, have it. I, it, 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 I just at this point, you know, I'm starting to lose my faith, you know, whether it's, you know, why is it that everyone talks him up and he, he, he makes good plays in the preseason? I mean, he seemingly has great hands. You know, when he's given the opportunity, he seems to generally make the plays, but the opportunities are very few and far between. And I don't, is that because he just can't get open? Is that because, you know, just other guys are better, so they're getting the playing time? I mean, I'd love to know the real answer to that. Yeah, we'll find out. We'll find out pretty soon because yeah. Um, because let's see now with Bateman down, who are who are the wide receivers you activate? Right, it's going to be Duvernay, Demarcus Robinson is probably the two definite locks, and you got Prochet, Deshaun Jackson. That's five active wide receivers on game day. Is that right? Yeah. Is that what you, you usually go with? Wide receiver is also your main return man, who you have to return use as your returner. Right. So I think the guy that they that they are out on is uh Tylen Wallace. Yeah. Which sucks. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. But real quick, <laughs> let's also let's also just talk about our draft and how much these guys are impacting the team right now. Or yeah, it's actually really impressive. So the two first round picks 
Yeah. I, I mean, Hamilton is settling in yeah. and starting to contribute more and more. Linderbaum has been awesome. Absolutely. Everything we could have asked for at this point. I think he's he, like he's looking at a future of being like the best center in football for for a yeah. while. Yeah. You know, as like Kelsey retires, like him yeah. and um, who's who's Kansas City's guy that we really wanted in the draft. Oh, yeah. Uh, Creed Humphrey. Yeah, Creed Humphrey. And so, like, those two are going to be way up there as far as, like, all pros, pro bowls, and that kind of stuff. Um, he's been he's been awesome. Ojabo, we're going to find out about. Uh, yeah. Travis, and, you know, and him and him and Owe uh, yeah. is going to be fun to see at, on the field at the same time. Who's the third round pick? Travis Jones, you mentioned. Yeah, Travis Jones. He's obviously played a big role. And then the massive fourth rounders, Philele's had a big, big role in the season so far. Armour Davis, uh, Jordan Stout, Isaiah Likely, Pepe Williams. I mean, all of those fourth rounders. And now we're going to have to see about Charlie Kolar. I mean, but that's crazy to me that mm-hmm. all of those guys have legitimately have impacts, whether it be on on defense or special teams. You know, Armour Davis and and uh, Pepe Williams are massive depth pieces for us, you know. And then the last pick of the draft was Tyler Beatty. Is he still on our practice squad? He's on practice squad, yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty awesome that your, your last pick in the draft in the sixth round was the only one not to really do much. And he's at least still on your practice squad. The others have fairly significant roles or roles to come. Yeah, yeah. Armor Davis has been a healthy scratch. I, oh, I has believe. He? Then I guess. Yeah, he he's been a healthy scratch, I believe, for the past few weeks. And and but you know the, the reason you take Pepe Williams is because of course you can never have too many corners. Like you know that's Ravens fans 101. But you know he gets to contribute because now he's playing a lot of slot corner. He's playing special teams. Um, so he's been good. Isaiah likely has been awesome, uh, especially this past week. I think, you know, he, he's going to have a bigger and bigger role yep. as he gets comfortable and settles in. And now like Lamar, maybe he has some trust in him and, and, you know, he'll be looking Likely's way a little bit more frequently. So it, it, it's just really nice to see. And then of course, like, if you look like Geno Stone, seventh rounder is a starter for you. Yeah. And this past week was your highest graded guy on PFF. So, I mean, there's, there's, you know, it's, it's pretty impressive. Uh, some of these picks, especially some of these later guys, you know, not just hanging around, but also contributing in games. Yeah, no doubt, man. The, the depth is crazy. And it also, you also look at that and you say, okay, this is why we're able to trade a two and a five in next year's draft for Roquan Smith. Now, hopefully we're able to sign him. We'll deal with that, whatever. But you can make that gamble because we had a draft as good as we had. Right. And then, you know, you always get the, if he walks, you know, we get the compensatory pick. Exactly. So, you know, there's always that, or, you know, essentially two and a five. Right. Right. So like, you know, you, you know, that calculus is always in the back of the Ravens front office mind. You know, I I hope they do their best to resign him. I know that he, has quite a price tag on himself, um, which is tough, which is going to be tough, 
especially if um, there is a franchise tag situation with either with him or with Lamar. So it's going to eat up quite a bit of space between just those two guys. But uh, I hope I hope they we can. We had a hole in the middle of this defense, man. Yeah, I mean, since Mosley, pretty much. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's, and and as much as I liked Mosley. I always also felt like I was we were lacking something with Mosley. Um, I I don't know, not that he sucked or anything like that, but you know because he wasn't Ray Lewis. You yeah. Think I was always kind of like slightly disappointed with C.J. Mosley, as dumb as that is. But you know, so you're you're a little bit more callous at that point about saying, oh, we'll let him go. Mm-hmm. But look at look at what we've missed since he's gone, and man, I I really hope Roquan Smith works out because it would be awesome. Yeah, it, it would be really nice to just have a, a a beast. I think he's got like a certain edge to him as well that uh, maybe on the field. I think during his press conferences, he seems like the nicest guy in the world. He really does. I thought he was going to drop a golly G a couple times. I mean, he was very affable, well-spoken dude. Um, I, I I have a feeling he's going to be a broadcaster at some point. He just really seemed comfortable in front of the microphone, um, you know, and comfortable answering questions. You could tell he was confident mm-hmm. in himself and all of that. And, you know, I, I, I read a lot and a lot more sometimes into interviews like that than I should, but I just he I like him a lot right now. I, I think he's going to be a good a good addition to this team, whether it's for just this season or for the future. You know, I think I think it's a good move. Yeah, right. And and it's 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 really cool because for for the beginning of this season and maybe even last year, we kind of lost the identity of Ravens football. You know, like what what it means to play defense on the Ravens. And I think he kind of brings that back a little bit, just the way that yeah. he is, just the way that he plays. Um, you know, I think he brings that back a little bit. I think the, the Ravens were definitely very interested in him in the draft process when he was coming out, um, you know, based on based on reading and and listening to, to Costa's interviews and things like that. But he just seems to fit that culture. And to get him here officially now and, and have him wear the uniform and, and be in that spot is going to be pretty cool. And I, and I hope he brings back some of that nastiness uh, to the Ravens defense. We can only hope so, man. We can. Only yeah, hope. I mean, I, I, hope, I, don't, I hope we don't have to get it back. The, right. I hope we don't have our, our hopes too high on him. Uh, but, you know, if, if it's going to be anybody it, it, like. Yeah, I he's, mean, look, he's he awesome. was the guy. If there was yeah. going to be a middle linebacker that we were going to find out there that was going to come in and, and be able to step in and make a difference, it's going to be Roquan Smith. He's the he's the dude that's going to come in and and make that happen. We'll see. We we thought the same thing about uh, Yannick Ngakwe, you know, a couple of years ago. You know, now we thought the same thing about Marcus Peters and we're kind of like, wow, pleasantly surprised. He signed a long term deal. He's still a Raven. Mm -hmm. Uh, Eugene Monroe seemed like a fantastic move at the time. Yeah. Did not work out. Right. So trade deadline moves in football are just very different than trade deadline moves in any other sport. 
it's not a one-to-one comparison all the times with how somebody fits a scheme and how somebody just fits the playbook and all of that. You know, it'd be great if you could just pop him in there like you can a cleanup hitter first baseman, but I, I mean, it's not that easy in football. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It'll be it'll be interesting to see what kind of assignments they give him. Um, you know, do you do you kind of have him clean up and and unleash Queen, or do you let him go and just be sideline to sideline, go get everything and and you know take some more chances there? So I I don't know. It, it's it's going to be interesting to see how they roll him out. Um, and you know what what plays do you take him off the field for? You know, do, do you get like you said. With Hamilton, do you get Hamilton onto the field? Do you get another corner safety onto the field in dime or nickel? And do you take off Queen? Do you take off Smith? Do you take off both of them? You know, it, it, there's some really yeah. interesting decisions to be made there. That uh, yeah, that, that McDonald, Javo, Owe, and uh, Bowser all on the field at the same time. Oh yeah, NASCAR package. Yeah, man. Get after, yeah, get after it. That'd be awesome. Them with uh, with Campbell or some or, or Jones yeah. and Matabike who can who can really push the pocket. Uh, I mean, it's it's all there on paper. I think it's just it's just got to kind of happen. You know? Yeah, you got to really prove it. Yeah, it could be fun. We know we have more toys to play with. Hopefully, Mike uh, Mike McDonald plays with them well. Yeah, for sure. Um, anything. So, I mean, you want to look forward to talk about the Saints specifically here. Sure, we can do that. Yeah, let's talk about the New Orleans Saints. They come off of a win, I believe, in which they just shut out the Raiders. Is that right? Am I thinking of the right game? Uh, the, the, yes, 24 to nothing. Yeah, they got Andy Dalton uh, behind center, a, a guy who's who's certainly given the Ravens some problems over his career. Uh, they have some weapons. Wait outside. a minute, I, I don't understand what you mean. I thought... Um, Taysom was like the second coming of uh, of Lamar. He's he's well, he's better. He's better than Lamar. He's better than Lamar. Well, exactly. So how how can how can Andy Dalton be starting at quarterback? I don't I don't understand. Well, just ridiculous. I don't know. There's some some things that uh, that we just won't understand. It's crazy, dude. It's crazy yeah. what people think. But anyhow. Yeah, sorry. it's sorry stunning. for that. Sorry for that derailment. Yeah, but they got Dalton behind center. They have some talented playmakers um, that the Ravens need to be aware of. Of course, running back Alvin Kamara is is a threat anytime he touches the ball. But he is he scored three touchdowns last week on on receptions. Which you know is going to challenge Rokon Smith and Patrick Queen and Kyle Hamilton right off the bat. So that's an interesting, interesting way to start Roquan's career with the Ravens. Uh, and then outside they have rookie Chris Olave, who has been who has been awesome for them. So um, you, know, it, it, you know they have a solid offensive line. Maybe not uh, world beaters, but definitely some good players up there. James Hurst, former Raven, is is their starting left tackle. Um, former. Uh, you know, a couple a couple things. Former Raven Mark Ingram is uh, is doubtful for the game with an injury, which sucks. Uh, you know, you know how much we miss him. And then uh, former Ravens draft interest Trevor Penning will not be playing. He is on IR. 
So, you know, got some pieces there on offense. I don't think that it is a, it is an impossible task to go into New Orleans and and, uh, and win. No, I, I don't think so either. Um, this, you know, the, the Ravens would seem to be able to handle uh, what the Saints bring to the table. Um, you know, well, certainly the whole wide receiver situation for the Ravens will, will make things interesting, I think, on offense. But, you know, defensively, I think the Ravens should be able to take care of of the Saints, you would imagine. I mean, not that not to try to downplay Kamara and Olave. I mean, they they're amazing players. Rashid Shahid's also a pretty good wide receiver. He is lightning fast. Yeah. So, I mean, not to say they don't have weapons and they're not going to score points or anything, but I think over the course of the game, the Ravens should be able to with, withstand the Saints. Yeah, absolutely. On the defensive side of the ball, a lot, a lot of uh, familiar faces there that, that the Ravens have known for a long time. Certainly, uh, Teron Matthew, um, maybe not quite himself so far this year, but uh, I, th- I believe he had either an interception or, or fumble recovery this past week, so maybe he's getting back on track. And then Marshawn Lattimore uh, on the back end, and then uh, Cam Jordan up front. And uh, a, a linebacker that they really like is Pete, Pete Warner from from Ohio State. So some good players at all three levels for them as well. No doubt. I'm sure they uh, they are missing Marcus Williams, and I'm sure he's a little disappointed about not being in this game or being healthy mm-hmm. to play in this game going back to New Orleans. So uh, that's an interesting wrinkle that would have been there for this game that isn't. Yeah, yeah, that sucks. I'm sure he would have liked to do that. But um, I don't know if you want to mention anything else. I think Tucker can probably hit like a 70-yarder in a dome. Yeah, absolutely. As long as they don't turn the lights out on him, I think uh, we're all right. Even, yeah, yeah. I think this even is the first then, time. Even then, I think Tucker could probably hit it through the uprights. I think so. The, yeah, don't, he doesn't have to know where he's kicking it. Is this the first time the Ravens are going back to New Orleans since the Super Bowl? I don't believe so. I think we've played there at least. I think we went there the next season or something. Oh, did we? I'm pretty sure we've played there since. Okay, yeah, let's see. Okay, yeah, 2014, we went there, and the Ravens won in New Orleans. But I I see call that, you know, we played there again. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so maybe they've exercised those demons. The Ravens right now are road favorites at New Orleans. They're favored by three points, and the over-under is 48 and a half. Um, So what do you think? What do you think we got here? I think before the season, we both predicted a win in this game. I mean, I I still think it's a win. Um, I am going to say it's a little closer than we want it to be, but the Ravens will win at the end. Um, Maybe comeback style, but we at least hold on. I'm going to say Ravens 28, Saints 19. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go a little bit closer than that. I think just that that home crowd is always charged up and and very fun uh, for primetime games. Who knows which uh, uniform combo those Saints are going to wear? I don't know if they've announced it yet, but you know they they have all those nice uh, combinations that they can work with. I think it's going to be 23-21 Ravens. It's going to be one of those games where you're kind of on the edge of your seat and can't go to bed early. Um, but uh, I think it's going to be a really good game. I think that that the Ravens will be able to pull it out and go into the bye week on a high note. So uh, we both have a Ravens win 
and uh, and then and then after the bye week, hopefully it's off to the races for for both sides of the ball. We can only hope. We can only hope, sir. And and I mean, let's face it. Let's look at this. Let's look at the schedule after the after the break because it's not. Yeah. It's it's not like daunting. It's not, and and you know that's one of the things that the, the Ravens worst, played I mean, a hard who are schedule. the hardest games that we're going to play? It's going to be Jacksonville, which I want to throw up in my mouth saying that because of our discussion earlier in the season. <laughs> but it will be Jacksonville, and it will be Cincy at the end of the season. At yeah. this point, look, Carolina, Denver, Pittsburgh twice, Cleveland, and Atlanta. I mean, it's a bunch of trash. I know I'm saying that, and you know we're only five and three, but still, I it it's. We should, we should at least, you know, how many losses? Two out of our remaining games? If we if we lose more than two games out of our remaining games, I will be upset. Yeah, I, I think so. And, and it's because of the way that the Ravens are trending, and it's because of how maybe not uh, – daunting like you said the schedule is yeah um, I mean, you know i'm never i'm never play schedule you know right i it, they're not good teams i mean and i'm not trying to sound like oh i'm a ravens fan looking through purple color glasses but okay maybe we lose at jacksonville okay maybe we lose at cincy but we should beat carolina we should beat denver we should beat pittsburgh whoever their quarterback is twice we should beat Cleveland, and we should beat Atlanta. I mean, if we lose to those teams, I'm going to be pretty upset. And I, yeah, think that's a yeah. fair, I think that's a fair statement. You know, I don't think that's me looking at that, trying to think I'm all up on a high horse as a Ravens fan. Right. And, you know, I'm, I'm never willing to rule out the Steelers uh, just because they're sure. so annoying. Maybe we split. With, um, but that could be one of our two losses. Right. I, I think, like you said, I mean, the, the difficult ones of this schedule – you know, of course, the Bengals on the road, but hopefully the division's wrapped exactly. up by, by January, who knows, you know, who so knows like playing in that game. Right. Right. So then, you know, but even so, like Jamar Chase will be back for the Bengals by then. Um, so, yeah, so that that's a tough one on the road. Um, the Browns played us pretty tough on the road as well. And, and looks like they'll have Deshaun Watson back for that one. Um, so who knows what that's going to look like. But, yeah, I mean, the the remaining schedule is is. Not hard. No. The the start of the schedule was, because if you yeah. look back now at where some of these teams are, you start with the Jets, and the Jets look awful, but, you know, now they're sitting at five and three. You yeah. Know, the Dolphins are looking good. Uh, the Bills are are looking like Super Bowl contenders. The Giants are, are looking good as well. So, you know, this started off really tough, uh, maybe a little bit tougher than than we anticipated. But, you know, now you kind of know what you're going up against uh, in the second half here. Yeah, absolutely. It's a lot more of an informed guess, you know, than it was before the season. Yeah, for sure. So hopefully, like we said, the Ravens can can pin up the division before some of those closing division games because, you know, four out of the last five games are division games. And, and that's tough. But. You know, hopefully you kind of got it, got it, got it locked up by then. So I don't know if there's anything else that you wanted to add. Nice win against the, the Buccaneers Thursday night football. Uh, nice addition of some linebackers back to the defense. Of course, the tough loss 
of Rashad Bateman. And now we got Monday night football coming up at the New Orleans Saints. Do you want to add anything or well, should we I've sign got off? one thing. I've got one. Yeah. We'll call it a mini crab take for the day. But as we sit here on the day that we find out that Rashad Bateman is out for the season with a foot injury, it harkens back to the draft day to draft. Not not to the draft day that, that we drafted Bateman, because I was fine with that pick, and, and generally I still am. But it harkens back to that fateful day that we drafted Hollywood Brown. And who was it, if you recall, that I wanted us to draft that day? Do you recall? Did you call TK? I'll, I'll let you say it. AJ Brown. Brown was the right was the right last name, but if we had only gone with AJ, how different would have would things be right now? I mean, I I, I don't want to have too much hyperbole here, but it changes a whole heck of a lot. Now, granted, we wouldn't have made the trade, you know, that helped us have a great draft this year. That's fine. But A.J. Brown, man, he's everything we we want on this offense, man. He's everything we want Rashad Bateman to be. That's true. And and he sits in Philadelphia. Now, granted, he was traded by the Titans. They didn't even hold on to him. But... uh, you know, man. What yeah, is, you're right. What uh, is it with wide receivers that we can't seem to get right? What is it? I don't know. Yeah, you're right. And and Bateman, he has shown flashes of being the right guy. Yeah, I mean, he, he can't stay on the field. Fantastic. You know? Hopefully, he comes back next year. He is great and and fantastic. But at this point. You know, Hollywood was definitely a flop. He has done nothing, in my opinion, in Arizona to make me think that, you know, we should have drafted him where we did. Yeah, um, he got hurt again. He has a, exactly. a similar ankle foot injury. So, you know, here we are. We're really good at drafting injury-prone or shitty wide receivers. But when we see somebody like A.J. Brown, what what keeps us from drafting him? I don't see that. I don't I don't understand what I what a lot of people see that they don't. You know, what is it that that makes them go in this direction where they take a slight wide receiver who's 5'10 versus someone that's going to make a difference like we really need. Um, with and I'm OK with small wide receivers take him in the third and fourth round. But unless that guy is going to be guaranteed the most electric player on the field, like a Tyreek Hill or whoever, you know, it, it, uh, I don't know. we've heard it all before, man. But it's just like A.J. Brown. That's all I can say. AJ. And, and you know what's kind of what really sucks is that I've been looking into some of like the wide receiver draft prospects and it doesn't seem quite like the quality and depth of this past draft mm-hmm. um you know there's definitely some guys uh there's a guy who's 
Yeah, the guy from TCU, Quentin Johnston, looks awesome. He looks so good. Uh, he is. Let me get. He's six four, two fifteen. He's probably. He. I think they're they're predicting he's going to run like a four 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 three four four. Like nothing. Like. Nothing very slow for that size, and he's got the run after the catch stuff. So, I I have my eyes on him for sure to be that kind of big, durable receiver. But uh, yeah, it, it's it's really tough because like the last guy you drafted really high in that mold was Perriman, and you know look what happened to him, and it, it just it just really sucks because. No matter what you do, you, you kind of get it wrong, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> it just sucks. Well, I, I think I, – I don't want to see us draft. I'm honestly, not in the first round. I don't want to see us draft another wide receiver next year at this point. Now, if I fall in love with the guy you just mentioned and he's actually, you know, targeted somewhere in the late first round. Yeah, let me see. Let me, let me let me send you some clips. And, and that's him. terrible. I don't want to look at him yet unless he's actually going to – potentially be somewhere in our, I mean, cause if he blows up at the combine and all that stuff, there's no way he's going to fall to the end of the first round. But, yeah, but that's my true. point is I, not that we're going to have a ton of cap room. I don't know what, I don't know how the deal is done, but I see us signing a veteran. Yeah, I think so. Rather this is now we're now at the point where we need a veteran. Because you've got DuVernay, who, who by the end of the look, he, in my opinion, DuVernay is a proven number two wide receiver right now. In my between being a Pro Bowl returner and doing what he's been able to do, not just this year, but also some last year, I think he's very much a viable uh, number two wide receiver. So he's great. Now, of course, Bateman, we'll have to see. He's still a question. Outside of that, that's why you need, you know, the the Derek Mason ad you know, for lack of a better term. I don't think we've got the cap room to go get the Bolden, but that's where you get that secondary, you know, guy that plays above his pay grade like Derek Mason. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And it, there are some interesting names in in free agency that wouldn't likely be absolute top dollar, I don't think. Um I guess I, I'm looking at a list right now. Yeah, I'm looking at a list right now. This is Spot Track. I just filtered on uh, unrestricted free agents for this uh, this year. Um, there are guys, and and let me stop me when you hear somebody interesting. Um, yeah, like Nelson Aguilar. I'm not sure. Uh, DJ Chark. Um, you know, Alan Lazard from from the from the Packers. I think. Kind of fits some of the needs, uh, you know, a, a bigger body and, and um, you know, possession type guy. Juju Smith-Schuster, who who rebuffed the Ravens yeah. this past year. Um, I I still always like Jarvis Landry. He's out there. Um, your guy that you liked a lot in the draft, Nikhil Harry. Um, yeah, you know, right. The, that 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 ship that, sailed. That, yeah, that I'm ship is definitely Landry. definitely sailed. Um, uh, any any of these names uh, yet? So far, nobody's nobody's really jumping. I mean, look, Jarvis Landry's a nice player. I don't know that he he's what we'd want. Um, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't well, say no. Not that he wouldn't necessarily add anything. I don't. I don't. I also don't see Jarvis Landry as a player that's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go play in Baltimore. Yeah, maybe just not. Just a run based offense. I don't see him. Mm-hmm. 
you know, it's got to be a certain kind of wide receiver. Um, you know, that's where DuVernay fits because he's that, you know, jack of all trades. I can run, I can run kicks. He's tough, all that kind of stuff. He's not going to care about blocking. You know, I don't see Jarvis Landry doing a lot of blocking. Personally. Yeah, definitely not at this point in his career. Probably yeah. he's, he's established himself. Other guys, Jacoby Myers from, from the Patriots, Mac Hollins from the, from the Raiders. He's had some big games this, this year. Um, Paris Campbell from the Colts. Um, outside of that, I mean, there's not a ton. Marquise Goodwin, he's 32 now, but he can always run. Yeah, I think it's a trade um, or a cut. I think it's a trade or a cut. Yeah, yeah, not not the deepest uh, class here. Yeah. But you can hope. You can yeah. hope you, you make something happen. Absolutely. Yep. All right. Well, very cool. That was a good discussion. Anything else you want to add, or should we sign off? No, I think we're good to sign off. Go, go for it. All right. Well, everybody, we had a we had an easy weekend last weekend. It felt good. We had won. Now we've got a little bit of a tense weekend, waiting until Monday for our big Monday Night Football matchup against the Saints. Well, hopefully they go back to being the Aints, and we, we leave New Orleans once again victorious. So everybody, want, say it with me one more time. Go Ravens.